Welcome to the Weekly Insight Podcast, where we break down the noise of the week and help you understand the psychology of the markets with your host, Andrew Dore at Insight Wealth Group. Good morning. Welcome to the latest edition of the Weekly Insight Podcast. As usual, I'm your host, Andrew Dore. Thank you for taking some time to join us today as we talk a little bit about the world and the economy and what's driving markets. I'll just start as I do every week and remind you that what you're about to hear today should not be considered individual investment advice, but instead just my thoughts and our firm's thoughts on what's driving the markets today. Before we get started today, I do want to just take a moment to remember what a special and tragic place today, September 11th, holds for our nation. It seems almost impossible that 22 years ago, a group of terrorists perpetrated an act of war in this country that is rivaled only really by Pearl Harbor 60 years prior. The last 23 years has seen our nation rally together in a way that many of us have never experienced. At the beginning, the unity that we all felt, um, one driven by fear and, and pride, was something that many of us had never experienced in our lifetimes. But then we saw that evaporate into a maelstrom of he said, she said politics. It is what it is. It's where we are today. But the sacrifice of those lost on 9-11 and the years after in the wars battled because of that horrific day must never be forgotten as they really do represent the best of our country. And so from insight, God bless them, God bless their families, and God bless those who are serving overseas to protect this nation. So it's with that backdrop that I want to dive into international affairs a bit today. Now, I think we've established by now that I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to some of these issues. So it will likely not surprise you that on our family's summer vacation this year, I decided to include a stop in Bretton Woods, New Hampshire, so the kids could learn about the Bretton Woods Accords that were signed there in the waning days of World War II. Now, some of you may not be familiar with the Bretton Woods Accords, but simply put, they put us on a path towards globalization that led to, frankly, the greatest global economic expansion in ever. It led to a furthering of international trade, massive reductions in extreme poverty worldwide, and frankly, peace unlike we've seen for centuries. The level of conflict, worldwide conflict, that we saw in the second half of the 20th century was some of the lowest we've ever seen. But the last several years have started to see a reversal of this trend. The politics of the age, combined with the COVID pandemic, have seen countries begin to look inward again and place less value on the global relationships that carried us through the back half of the 20th century. It's with this that we have to understand that the current relationship between the big boys, if you will, and right now the big boys are the United States and China, we need to examine those relationships. We need to understand those relationships. And while I am certainly not here to be alarmist or to raise the specter of some armed conflict or something of that nature, the economic interactions of our two countries over the coming decades are undoubtedly going to author the story of what global economic activity looks like. Now, it seems like over the last few weeks, this story is starting to come more and more to light. Just last week, it was reported that China has banned government workers from using iPhones. Now, this is undoubtedly a retaliatory action to the U.S. sanctions on Huawei. That's going to happen. But at first blush, you know, it's, it's not a huge problem for Apple. Yes, China is the third largest market, and it accounts for 18% of Apple's sales. But the current ban would only impact about 5% 
of their China sales or 0.9% of Apple sales worldwide. But the fear here that the market saw last week is that the government employee ban may just be the start of China starting to push consumers into Chinese products instead of Apple's products. And it caused Apple's stock to be off 6.4% at the end of last week. It is a really good example of how these political decisions will have the ability to impact market results. And then there was Chairman Xi's decision not to take part in the G20 summit in India this weekend. While we have not seen an official reason from the Chinese government on why he didn't go, the gist of it seems to be that he's drawing a line between the West and the rest right now. And when it comes to the G20, the rest is China and Russia. All of this comes at a time when the U.S. and China have been widening their separation economically. It's actually startling to look at. And I think it's important to understand what it is because it's a process that started under President Trump and and Chairman Xi with their quote-unquote trade war, but it's continued under the Biden administration. There has been no let-up in this, and the examples are pretty stark. For example, China is no longer really investing in the United States, or at least not at levels that we have seen since 2010. 2022 marked the smallest amount of Chinese investment in the United States since 2009. The number was something like $2 billion, where it had been over $50 billion back in the mid-teens on an annualized basis. China has also substantively cut their imports from the United States. While the COVID dip, you know, there was obviously a dip in imports between both countries because of COVID. We all know that. But the recovery has not seen us get back to the previous levels. I've put a couple of charts in the Weekly Insight Memo. I've linked to it in the show notes today. But what you'll see is that where China was bringing in almost 10% of their imports in the mid-teens from the United States, that number is now down to about 7 And where the United States was importing about 22 23% of their imports from China, that number is now down to 14%. You and I all remember a time through the teens when the whole discussion, the whole conversation was about the U.S. partnering with China and how much it was going to help both countries grow. That time of greater and greater collaboration is over, at least for now. And what's interesting is it's not happening at a good time for Chairman Xi. China's exit from COVID has not gone as planned. Their economy has not recovered as much or as quickly as the Chinese had hoped or as economists had predicted. And a recent Bloomberg analysis shows that economic growth in China is actually slowing dramatically over the coming decades from what was originally expected. In fact, their analysis now shows that the hopes of China becoming the largest economy in the world and overtaking the United States, something that was seen as kind of a given years ago, is now actually something that may never happen. That is a dramatic shift in perspective. What this means for a one-party state run by a dictator, it's, it's hard to tell. But when that one-party state is the largest country by population and the second largest by economic output in the world, this is a shift that has to be watched very, very carefully. If the decoupling of the United States and the Chinese economies continue, it is going to impact people and portfolios around the world. It's for that reason that since COVID, we at Insight have held very little direct exposure to China in our portfolios. Getting their economy back up to speed is going to be quite difficult without a partnership with the United States. And until that cooperation is back on the table, it is unlikely 
that we'll be adding any additional exposure to China in the near term. So something to keep an eye on, something to watch closely. We'll obviously continue to discuss this issue because I think it's going to be one of the bigger issues in the market for the coming weeks and months. But if you have any questions about it or if you'd like to talk about it further, I'd encourage you to give us a call here at the office at 515-273-1333, or you can always visit us on the web at www.insightwealthgroup.com. I hope you have a fantastic week, and we look forward to touching base with you again soon. We'll talk to you next week. Take care. Securities offered through RTA Wealth Management, LLC, member FINRA, SIPC. Investment advisory services offered through RTA Wealth Advisors, LLC, an SEC-registered investment firm. 